0: Welcome back everybody, D. Sizzle here, back at it again with another Sports Talk podcast episode. Happy Friday everybody, TGIF, right? Today we'll be going over last night's Thursday night football matchup between the Giants and the Eagles. Also be previewing tonight's World Series matchup Game 3 between the Rays and the Dodgers. And also be going over the list of college football Heisman Trophy candidates so far. So let's get started. Last night's football matchup between the Giants and the Eagles wasn't a very it wasn't a very highly anticipated matchup for most of your opinions, but the game came down to the wire like I said it would. The score was a little bit off, but oh well on that, right? Carson Wentz last night looked a lot better when it came down to clutch moments. He was down in the fourth quarter. Down double digits in the fourth quarter, and persevered. He threw for 359 yards and two touchdowns to prevail to get a really well-needed win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, as far as two-point conversions are concerned, the first one that they attempted that I watched, it was a good play call, but the Giants' run defense is steadily improving. They read it perfectly. It looked pretty good. Now, the second two-point conversion they drew up, I don't know what that was, folks. It, it, it looked like from a mess from the start. Jalen Hurts did not know where he was going to throw that ball. He looked very confused. But it all comes down to practice at the end of the day. And the Eagles, when it came down to the end of the game, Brandon Graham came through and got the game-saving strip sack on Daniel Jones. The Eagles' defense came through. It's just what we've been waiting for all season long so far. Now, as far as the Giants, folks, the offense, it just does not look good out there. The offensive line of the Giants might be the worst offensive line I've seen in a long time. When it comes down to the end of the game and protecting your young quarterback, you got to be able to have your best pass protection at the end of the game when it comes down to trying to attempt a game-winning drive. The whole right side, the right tackle just got completely obliterated, and Brandon Graham got to him, got the sack, and the fumble. Daniel Jones, folks, I mean, I think it's time that – I think I know it's only a year and a half into his career – but all the hype that he got from the beginning, from his rookie season for the f- few bright moments he had, I think those moments have all flourished away from him. He just doesn't look like the same quarterback. Now, the long run he had, he had a touchdown right there. But you could tell by the way he was stumbling that he wasn't going to score. I knew he was going to trip. I believe that was the whole momentum changer right there because the Giants' offense looked pretty good for the most part until that happened then it came to a complete stalemate in my opinion Daniel Jones was the leading rusher in this game had 92 yards rushing now that's just that's just upsetting folks just to have like and he's not even a running quarterback he's a pocket quarterback a pocket quarterback this is stuff they got to clean up yeah. I just don't know what to say. 68 yards rushing between the other four rushers in the game besides Daniel Jones. I mean, you, they, the rushing attack's got to be better. The offensive line definitely has to clean up. But I also said yesterday, James Bradbury's playing like an all-pro corner. That was an amazing interception he had on Carson Wentz. Grabbed two feet in. It was just an amazing thing to watch. It reminded me of some of the old modern-day corners that I used to watch back when I first started watching the game of football. The Giants might as well, in my opinion, just start tanking to get a top-three pick in the draft because clearly they're not coming back from this. They're the worst team in this division by far. The offensive line is not not good at all. Your rush defense is your only hope. James Bradbury is probably your best secondary player and the best player on that defense in general. I just don't believe that they're going to win any... I don't see them winning many more games this season. Now, for the Eagles, this was a great win for them. They improved to 2-4-1 and on top of the NFC East and a very bad NFC East, but these are wins that the Eagles need to get because... when. Down in November, early December, their games get a lot tougher. Their schedule, they play a lot of good teams. So these are wins they need to get if they're going to stay in this NFC East race. Moving on to the World Series tonight. Folks, this series is going to be a very good series to watch. I know I said before that the way the Dodgers looked, that it could be over quick. I'll admit I was wrong on that. Tonight's pitchers is Walker Buehler and Charlie Morton. It's going to be a very exciting pitching matchup. Walker Buehler is 1-0 this postseason with a 1.89 ERA with 29 strikeouts this postseason. Charlie Morton's 3-0, 0.57 ERA with 17 strikeouts. I'm very interested to see who comes out on top, which p- Pitcher will step up to the plate better, and who will perform in the spotlight. The key for the Dodgers to win this game, I said it yesterday, that the base running needs to be sapar. They need to hit, just hit the ball. Don't go for the the home run ball, because that is what kills this team, is that that's all they look for. When they get on base, just hit contact with the bat, The rest takes care of itself. That's how they ended up winning game one. Bellinger and Mookie Betts have to have a big bounce-back performance, both of them, if they're going to go up 2-1 in this series. Now, as far as Tampa, I believe the three impact players in this game is going to be Austin Meadows, Brandon Lowe, and Kevin Kermeyer. If all three of those guys can hit the bats, have a great game defensively, as long as and they get on base, I think if they hit two home runs between that trio or among that trio, I don't see why Tampa doesn't take the lead in this series as well. It's going to be a very interesting game. I think the ratings as far as watching this World Series is going to go up as the series goes on. Folks, this game hopefully is a close game. It comes down to the final innings. Because the last two games, although game two, the Rays only won by two, in my opinion, it wasn't even close to being a close game as far as the competitiveness. Game one, it was a five-run difference. Hopefully this game comes down to a walk-off. That would be very exciting to watch. We'll be, we'll be anxious to see who comes out on top. Now moving on to the Heisman Trophy candidates for college football. Folks, in my honest opinion of this, Trevor Lawrence is the best player in college football. It's not even close in my opinion. We have not seen a talented quarterback like this in a very, very long time. 25-1 and as a starter for Clemson. His only loss is the national championship game last year against LSU. He is a he's a dangerous passer, has a hell of an arm, and he can run as well at six six. Many of you have said, "Oh, should he tank for? Should he try to attempt to be the number one pick? Should he opt out of his senior season at Clemson to go to a Jets organization more than likely, and ha- and be in a bad situation?" Folks, when you have the chance to be the number one pick in the draft, you take the opportunity. Because next year you never know what's going to happen. But I believe Trevor Lawrence will cap off his junior year with the Heisman Trophy and a national championship again. Now what he does, whether he opts out for the draft or comes back to Clemson for a senior season, that's all on him. But I just I'll support it either way. I believe he's a hell of a quarterback, a great college quarterback. He's gonna I believe he's gonna adapt just as well if he goes to the NFL. He's by far the best player in college football. Number two, Justin Fields from Ohio State. He brings a dynamic skill set with a big play arm as far as how talented Ohio State's offense is which I believe it is can they stack up two teams like Clemson and Oklahoma no their offense will give them a battle just like how they did in the college football playoff but I just think Clemson is too much for them and Justin Fields is just going to have to grow more but I do believe Justin Fields is a really good quarterback. Lots of room to grow. He'll lead. I believe he'll he'll lead Ohio State to the playoffs again. But we shall see. Another per, two Heisman Trophy candidates from Alabama: Mac Jones and Jalen Waddle. This combination at Oklahoma makes this offense really explosive. Alabama has has had a lot of great offensive talent over the years. I believe they'll they'll run away with this season. they'll be in the college football playoff again. but as far as Jalen Waddle, 1,408 career receiving yards so far in his college career. Folks, those numbers are staggering. They're absolutely staggering. It's very impressive to watch. Now, as far as Mac Jones is concerned, he's a great quarterback. Those for at least three or four touchdowns every game. The offense puts up great numbers. My honest opinion, I believe he's the second best quarterback in college football behind Trevor Lawrence and just above Justin Fields. Just for the arm purposes, Mac Jones, I believe, has a better arm than Justin Fields. But that's just my opinion. That'll do it for today's episode. Hope you all have a great weekend. We'll be back on live tomorrow. DeSizzle out. Peace.